Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. I'm lucky enough to have a bass player like Jesus who has a lot of love in his heart. We just fit together, you know. And, you know, he makes me happy. He's a great guy. He's uplifting dudes. Uh, amazing zen-like abilities. He just has a, a funk-first kind of attitude. You know, the bass and drum relationship in funk is very important. It's uh, what that lock that happens between the bass player and the drummer is the foundation of the house that the funk is built. Baby. Good afternoon and welcome to the Groupathon. I am Tony C. As always, I am propped up by the man sitting next to me, a master of production engineering, who makes sure that our groove is satiny smooth. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, man. Of course, every Groupathon emerges from an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in live and downloading the show here in America and around the world, y'all. How you doing, pal of mine? I'm still, doing great. Fucking, How are you doing? I'm great. I mean, you still futzing over there with the uh, soundboard? Too? I'm never stopping futzing. I know. But, you're, uh, you, you, the, I like to futz. I'm a futzer. The anal retentive nature that we have in common is, is, is a perfect fit. The Steely Dan of online, you know, the, the Becker and Fagan of, of DJs. We do, we'll never get it right. No, when people say leave well enough alone. It's never going to get right. Well, well enough. I don't understand this. Wait, well I, enough to... you know, this is something that I heard. Grandmaster Flash became the first DJ to win this thing. It's called the Polar Music Prize. It's basically the Nobel Prize for music. And he's the first DJ ever to win it. And, you know, Zeppelin's won it. Uh, Metallica won it. It's given, I think he got an award from the King of Sweden. Okay, that's who gives out the award. The, the King of Sweden. Who's that? Gu- is it Gustav? Is it King? Is Gustav? Oh, I Are they still the ruling family up there? Yeah, I, I Swedes. So, um, some quick. You know, I wanted to get some stuff out of the way here because if you live in New York City, okay, I have got a week's worth of entertainment ready for you. Okay, starting with Wednesday night. You got Roger Roger's Trivia Night out of Flynn's Garden on Skillman Avenue in Queens. My friend Roger Hits. That starts at 8 o'clock. That's always a good time, okay? And it's the trivia contest now. It's the thing to do 
for trivia. It used to be up at the Night Cafe. That was the place you went to do the trivia, you know, do the trivia contest. But now it's out at the Flynn's Garden on Skillman Avenue. And then on Thursday, Tammy Faye is doing her final kind of warm-up show uh, before she does the uh, full uh, uh, residency at Pangea. And it's Why'd You Make Me Do It? And it's the music of Marianne Faithful. Okay, which and I saw this show when she originally did it a couple of years ago, and anything Tammy Faye does is worth going to. I mean, that's just, that goes out saying so. That is Thursday, uh, which is September the nineteenth, and then after that she does it every uh, Thursday night in October. Very nice write up in the New York Times. Okay, which we were just talking about newspapers. Indeed. Okay, and uh, they did, you know, all the shows to see the stuff you you don't want to miss in the fall, and she was in there. And then on Friday night, yeah, baby, Ron Sunshine and his orchestra at Swing 46. I've been to this show a number of times. Ron has been a good friend of mine for over 30 years now. This is a, it's a hoot nanny. It is so much fun to go to, this thing. Okay, the music is great, the dancing is great, the atmosphere is great, it is a lot of fun. That is Friday, uh, September the 20th, that starts about 9.30, and it goes on all night, I think that goes on until like 1 in the morning. So there you go, I get so you know, I like that man, some shout outs to friends of mine, got your entertainment pick out for the week in New York, so there you go man. It is hot as balls at the time, after the hurricane yeah. left, we've been in the 90s now. For days. I know. <laughs> For days, man. I know. I say I mean, I, I understand there's global warming and everything, but this is just a bit much, isn't it? It's a bit. It really is. Nice day today. Hi. Yeah. But, but Hot. still nice. It's still pretty. It Hot. is. It's pretty from in here. It, it is pretty is. from in here. You know? That view from just over the air conditioner? Yeah. Sensational. Yeah. <laughs> so, guess what? Quick turnaround for the show. You know, we were always like... You know, oh, sorry, we're a bit late yeah. and blah, blah. But we yeah, did no, a show we a week it up. on Thursday, a week ago Thursday, and now right. we're doing it on one on Monday. That's, that's 11 right. days. That's a quick turnaround for us. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, baby. Yeah, that's exactly You don't like Mondays? Well, now you do. All right? Now you can like Mondays again. Okay? Because we're back. We're going to be doing it. We're now back to our regular. I think we're regular on Mondays, yeah. Okay. Life, okay, you know, life still takes place. So yeah, that's it, the way it is. But the groove never ends. And uh, even even though we did the quick turnaround, there is lots and lots of stuff to get to today. So let me see what we have here. The rise of industry-specific PR ad campaigns signaling the unholy collusion of Sun Tzu and Marshall McLuhan. Uh, our lust for schadenfreude spawns a new game show that seeks to patronize the suffering of others in return for some wonderful party gifts. Uh, President Trump decides that the Standells should dictate new policy initiatives for the Department of the Interior. Uh, plus, uh, let me see what else we got. Evangelicals attempt to rationalize their hypocrisy instead of admitting that they may have chosen the wrong one. You like me? Like yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> um, the Connecticut Compromise resumes its role as the whipping boy for lefty crybabies, while the parliamentary political template that gave rise to it in the first place is imploding before our eyes in real time. And uh, a little later on, I'll explain how Aaron Sorkin may have been responsible for the Eggman in the Oval Office cuckoo chewing his walrus right out the back door. And uh, no doubt directly into the warm embrace of Random House Publishing. 
So I can't wait for that John Bolt book. That should be fun. Needless to say, all of that is going to be amidst the finest, most diverse group anywhere on the air. It is just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that really matters anymore. Yeah, Hollywood, Florida, that is. That means just past 8 a.m. on the Big Island Aloha Takahu crew. Just past 7 at night in Dublin. Hey, I'm wearing my uh, Trinity <laughs> University shirt from Dublin. So, just past 7 at night in Dublin. Live in St. Anne's Lisbon and the rest of Western Europe. Just past 9 p.m. Turkey time. Shout out to the Colonel's Kid for keeping the groove flowing at the crossroads of the world. And a special shout out. It's just past 1 o'clock in Austin, Texas. Where my friend Elizabeth's mom should be, uh, right about now, she should be on her way to the recovery room after having some work done on the ticker. So, uh, hopefully that went well. So I'm sending some positive vibes, uh, out to Janet and Liz and the rest of the Bates clan. Deep in the heart of Texas. Oh, that's horrible. You warned me about that. <laughs> Sorry. Yo, Gramps, you ready to get our back ready. up for a rock? Uh, saddle up, y'all. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Fear in the air, 
attention everywhere. Unemployment rising, that the Beatles move records again. And the only safe place to live is on an Indian reservation. And the band played on. Eve of destruction, tax deduction. See inspectors get collected. All growing in the population of hills. Suicide, too many bills. Hip is moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting in the war. And the band played on.
out the style of my vocal and take a look and see what the cat drug is. One big badass Mexican, and I'm ready for anyone, damn for anything, and I can pass any test and many friends. But the one in the world from I'm from the barrio, East Los Angeles, and they don't never hook mess with that, 'cause it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at. Now, Chavalitos in the park after dark, and the hooters run scared when the dogs bark. So get out the neighborhood and don't look back, because I cut no slack when I'm on the attack, and it's all about backing up your last name. We in the same game. It's a family thing. Get my head round this because it's fucking confusing. So, we had a referendum, which is what we call direct democracy. But we live in a parliamentary democracy, and we voted to do something that the majority of our elected MPs think is an act of national self-harm. So, so why the fuck did they all vote to have a referendum in the first place, dicks? Oh well, we didn't think you'd vote the way you did. Tough. Anyway, also, since we had that referendum, we've also had another general election where we elected members of parliament to run the country as they see fit on our behalf, because that's how a parliamentary democracy works. Okay, so anyway, we voted via direct democracy for something that comes into direct conflict with our parliamentary democracy. But what we voted for, as we were all led to believe, was to take back control. Of our parliamentary democracy. So, through direct democracy, we're taking back control of our parliamentary democracy. But to do that, Prime Minister Boris Johnson is suspending Parliament. Sounds fucking weird to me, mind you. So does the phrase Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Okay. Anyway, the problem is, after three years, our Parliament has no idea how to implement the result of the direct democratic vote because those members of Parliament generally don't agree with the result of the direct democratic vote. So, we're in a position where leavers are shouting that if Parliament tries to stop a no-deal Brexit, it would be undemocratic, and Remainers are shouting that to not allow them to do just that 
is undemocratic, which I think is all very positive. Okay, think about it. I think finally we're at a point where the country is ready to come together and agree on at least one thing. No matter how you voted, what you want to happen next, leave, remain, left, right, Daily Mail or Guardian, we can surely all agree that one way or another, our democracy is fucked. And, and maybe the Queen, you know, maybe she could have stepped in. But, you know, to be fair to the old dear, at present, she's got bigger fish to fry. You know, like worrying if her son might be just a little bit of a rapist. It really has all gone to shit, hasn't it? I'll hear you. Jack Daniel time.
Big Bone, we just saw them. They are as wild now as they ever were. I saw them, you know, back even before. This is, uh, that's a behavior control technician from uh, The Reality of My Surroundings, which came out in 91. And that was their third album. I saw them even before that came out. And they are off the chain. It's like live. They're just out of, out of control. And they're Absolutely. just out of control now. They were wild on stage, man. I've got some videos that I actually shot because they opened for, uh, for P-Funk when we saw them. So yeah. that's always cool. Before that, A Skills and Crafty Cuts. Ain't it funky? That is from Trick of Technology. came out in 2011. Uh, A Skills, he's one of these, you know, high pollutant DJs from England, you know, that, that has managed to rise above and has put together some pretty cool shit. And that's uh, one of the tracks that I really like. For that, I love this song. Jack Daniel, woo! Jack Daniel time. That is T Model Ford. That's his name. Okay. Um, the song Jack Daniel Time is from the album Jack Daniel Time. It came out in two thousand and eight. Uh, this is the guy I played the R.L. Burnside um, remix a couple of shows ago, right. and he, this guy uh, T Model Ford, the original version of that. Was it was him and R.L. Burnside? It was T. Model Ford and R.L. Burnside on that. He recorded this album uh, in 2008, uh, Jack Daniel Time, at this bar that he likes to hang out in. Uh, it's called Red's Lounge in Clarksdale, Mississippi. And basically, what they did is they they said, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to turn the place into a recording studio, and they did it. Awesome. Yeah, that's and the. If you listen to the entire album, I mean, that song's obviously a great representation of it. But if you listen, the whole album has that feel. You know, you always see these documentaries with people, and they're talking about how the where they are added to the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the karma and the sound and the feel sure. of whatever it is they were recording. You know, people wanted to record in bathrooms and shit like that. With this one, it really does, it, it comes through. It is very evident that they're not in a, a regular studio. They are in the kind of place where you would go out and hear them. You know, you'd be drunk at 3 in the morning hearing this kind of stuff. You know why? Woo-hoo, it's Jack Daniels time. <laughs> it's always Jack Daniels time. Before that, a guy named, this is a guy named Jonathan Pye. He is uh, one of these guys in England that does these videos. He's talking about how Boris Johnson is going to suspend democracy. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they, if, if you watch the... Uh, it's on, uh, who does it? Uh, um, John Oliver does this. Mm. When he shows, it's one of the things, you're not allowed to actually rebroadcast uh, parliaments. Okay, okay, sessions. Yeah. So when he does a show and there's a say, you can't do that in England, but you can do it here. All right. So what he does, he like literally has to fill it in with something for the broadcast. There. <laughs> he always shows what he's, what he's playing instead of that. But if mm. you watch... What's been going on in Parliament? Okay, and, and you know it is—it's really it is rock. It is democracy in action. Yeah, it's truly amazing. And we, you know, it's it's easy to forget that while we, yeah, we broke from the chains of monarchical bondage, you know, from England. Our our government is based on the English parliamentary system. Mm-hmm. They have the House of Commons and the House of Lords. We have the House of Representatives and the Senate. Mm-hmm. You know, the Senate is basically our House of Lords 
for right. all intents and purposes. The president is basically the prime minister. All right. know, it's the same three-tiered mm-hmm. kind of thing, except we're supposed to believe that two of those tiers are actually equal, except the Senate controls everything now. Right. Mitch McConnell's the leader of the country. Right. You know? But that is his take on this is absolutely perfect, and it's something I'm going to be talking about later because it got me to thinking about uh, state ballot initiatives, which mm-hmm. is direct democracy. Okay. You know, those, you know, where, where they, we yeah. basically, yeah. Okay, it's not up to the, right. a republic is what we have. We elect people and then they on our and behalf. Then, right, and then they make decisions on our behalf, uh, well, ostensibly. They make, yes, yeah. yes. they make decisions that are supposed to be yes. on our behalf. So we'll get that later. Before that, Frost La Familia. Yeah, baby. Smile Now, Die Later came out in 95. A little bit of the uh, slide of Family Stone. Uh, family affair. It's a family affair. Great line in that that I actually used last on the last show when I was talking about Ancestry.com. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it before from Rakim. It ain't where you're from. It's where you're at. So credit where credit is due. Before that, how much do we love this song? Sidell? We love it. We, uh, it's we, got everything. Everything. Except vocals. Yeah. And then, you know what? Where would you put them? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Where, yeah. You'd have to shoehorn Bring them that, in. Yes. <laughs> you really, yes. Sid Dale, the Hell Razors. That was a 45 that he came out with in 1966. This cat is from England, and basically he writes... Like soundtracks or something. That's right. what he's best known for. Theme songs and yeah. spy movies and, and shit. Which, like, right. But yeah. which you can hear that, but this is yeah. it's a gem. It it is. This song and I was talking the other night to you and I was saying somebody needs to figure out a way to sample and then use it as a you know fit, you know, slide it in somewhere. There's gotta mm. be a way to use a right. mutation. I, I, I didn't get the chance to uh, play my show open. I'll play it after the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I like it. Yeah, I have a show open with that as the... Uh, the oh, uh, sweet! Mr. Announcer sound. But so. that, that, that song is so ripe for sampling and a rap yeah. and, and the whole thing. Right. And kicking off the set, yeah, we got our, uh, our mashup swirl on a little bit. Black Label Society and the Temptation Suicide Confusion. You know, I'm not... I don't like to play mashups too often just because it's almost too easy. Yeah. You know? So when, when you find one, in order to get played, in order to be Groovathon worthy, it has mm-hmm. got to fucking clear the bar. And that one does. And you started playing another one that we might finish the show with. Okay. Uh, All it right. is, I only heard about 30 to 45 seconds of sure. it. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, yeah. that was all I needed. It gets better. It yeah, that was, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, it doesn't have to get better. All right. In order to still be great. And you're telling me it does? Yeah. Far go fucking ahead. out. So, what caught my eye? Okay, before we even get to that, what caught my eye recently? Well, this is really recently, because on my way over here, I stopped up to get gas, go in to pay, and I take a look over, and they've got, like, you know, the racks where the newspapers mm-hmm. are, and there's the Sun Sentinel. Now, I still believe that the New York Times is the greatest newspaper sure. in the world, still. No matter what, their flaws are, and the Schulzbergers and Ox, you know, their policies have put them in certain places. But still, the New York Times, you know, it is all the news that's fit to print. But even they, I've been, I've, I've watched something the other day about uh, reporters that were embedded with the troops when we uh, went into Iraq, and it's literally, it's, it's a very interesting uh, documentary. 
It's called uh, the war, uh, the war you don't see, or the war we didn't mm-hmm. see, something like that. But basically, they're talking to some of these reporters that have been embedded, and they were they basically all said, you know, I'm a little bit ashamed and about the way I reported because basically I reported what the government wanted me to report. Yeah. You know, I said I was towing the line for them, and they didn't show this, that, and the other thing, and these various reporters were saying that. So along those lines, I will tell you this. The Sun Sentinel, these guys are a great newspaper. Yeah, they, yeah, broke, they broke the uh, Epstein mm-hmm. story. They were way – if it wasn't for them – Yeah. Okay, they're, they're, we, 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 if it wasn't for them – Epstein wouldn't have been cold and his body swung back and forth. But now as I sing the sad, sad song, that was it. um, But I'm in the store, and this is the headline that caught my eye. Okay, Possible gerrymander. Right off the bat. Dems worry about court changes, that court changes could open door to GOP redrawing districts. Now, this is the thing that matters. Um... The U.S. Supreme Court ruled in June that gerrymandering for partisan reasons, okay, Mm -hmm. though not along racial or ethnic lines, was explicitly, was not, excuse me, was not. Okay, so gerrymandering for partisan reasons was not explicitly banned by the Constitution, leaving it open to the states to be the final arbiter of how the parties draw up these lines. Now, Florida voters approved a so-called fair district amendment in 2000. This is something else we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, ballot initiatives, stuff like that. You know, Direct democracy versus our republic. Um, they drew it up in 2000. Uh, they passed it. Okay? It was approved. And it was designed to end gerrymandering and force districts to follow city and county boundaries as much as possible. But it took a judge's ruling in 2015. So it literally took 15 years mm-hmm. after, okay, after Florida voters, after the citizens, after our democracy approved this rule, the Fair District Amendment, okay, that said you can't draw this shit up just so you can make sure that you win. Okay, it took 15 years to, okay, and a judge's ruling to throw out what he, what the judge said were unfairly drawn state and congressional maps designed by GOP leaders. However, now that we've got uh, Ron DeSantis as the new governor, okay, mm-hmm. the appointees um, that he's made uh, to the state Supreme Court now have the majority moving from liberal to conservative. So Democrats and political scientists say the lure of redrawing district lines could be hard to resist. Yeah. The, the lure. It's, the lure. It's tempting, the like uh, scabby prostitutes, for example. You know, the lure is just, oh, yeah. they're luring me in. <laughs> they're, they're lured by what? Corruption. Yes, yes. They're, they're lured by, you know, Caring more about keeping their job mm. than doing their job. Mm. That's seriously the lure. They I know. Were lured in. 
Yes. What is this, fly fishing for, for democracy? That's right. They, Mike Dillon? Like Vondekoff, fly fishing for democracy. Get a lure. Get a... So, here we go. H- having won some money on the uh, millionaire titty rapist, okay, when he, uh, what did he do? He yanked his own chain in lieu of having to uh, stroll the yard and sing sing with uh, Kevlar whitey tidy, uh, tidy whiteys under his prison issue blues and also... He avoided having to learn what uh, 2020 hindsight means when you're on the inside. Oh. Thank you. Ooh, like, that's actually, I never heard that one before. Yeah, that's that's uh, because it's yeah. Yeah. brand new. Trademark. But uh, I've decided that I'm going to uh, keep riding the uh, the six degrees of Epstein pony. Okay. I'm riding that one. And I don't care how often I've got to go to the whip begging for speed. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Fred Capicella. Down to the wire they come. Our Carol goes to the whip begging for speed. And at the wire, photograph. Veterans, please hold all tickets. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and, you know, seriously, I mean, I'm right. I, I, I already know I'm riding this pony right to the glue factory. I understand that. All right. Okay. But this little uh, tidbit came out that he, of course, you know, he basically made all this money. Under dubious circumstances, you know, mm. no, so he's like one client who now claims that he stole money from him. But he, of course, you know, tried to uh, get himself engendered into uh, various parts of society, the, okay, by being philanthropic, mm-hmm. okay? And he donated fairly sizable amounts of money to MIT, right, and yeah. also to Harvard, okay? Now, just to be clear on this, okay, I want to know, you know, first of all, I want to know how it's possible for basically two bastions of higher education that are considered among the best at what they do in the world, mm-hmm. okay, found it reasonable to take money from a convicted sex offender. Well, because of the lure of, <laughs> of, of money. <laughs> they gerrymandered their morality. The, this, is, this is Satan. This is, this is why Jesus said you can't serve God okay. and mammon. Yeah, okay. Seriously. He's a convicted sex offender. Okay? And the, right. And what well, really, but here's the thing. What really... Yeah, but his money didn't rape anyone. Yeah, but... but it, <laughs> Well, so it's not tainted. <laughs> Here's the thing. You know, we're actually helping him pay penance by taking his money and putting it to good use. Well, we're helping him now that he's dead. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. A lot of penance. A lot of but here's the thing. Harvard said in a statement that it would give any of the money that it hadn't already spent, mm. okay, to uh the victims and rape victims organizations and shit like that. Okay. My, my I wrote down here, what the fuck? Okay. Mm. The school, Harvard's endowment right now is $39.2 billion, okay? And basically, they have so much money in their endowment that they may, what they can do is they, um, I wrote it down here, um, in the 2018-19 school year, the university basically said that most students from families that made less than $65,000 a year, okay, were given free tuition. 
They basically, if you don't come from a wealthy family mm-hmm. and you are accepted to Harvard, they'll let you go for free. Okay. Yeah. That's very nice. They, the tuition is free. Sure. Okay? The room and board, Good. the rest of that shit, probably not. But still, free tuition to Harvard? Let's not fucking They probably get charge you for butter at the cafeteria. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hey. Okay. That's, that's the thing. And it's hard for me to balance this out. Okay, I'd like to know what they spent the money on, you know, mm-hmm. that, that he donated. But they're saying that they're only going to give back the money that they haven't spent yet. Out of the $39.2 billion that mm-hmm. they've got in the kitty. Right. Okay, seriously. Okay, Crimson. Okay, give it all back. Give it all back. Give it to... Oh, you don't even have to give it back to the to his accusers. Give it to a rape victims organization. You know, one of, something like that. Start your own. Start start your own thing at the school, f- specifically around um, rape victims, um, women generally being abused, and you know all of this. This the Me Too, all that. Start your own thing. Take the money. Give it all back, you motherfuckers. Well, you see, that would create a budgetary shortfall in the fourth yeah, I got quarter. your fucking shortfall. Well, we That's a mor- mor- moral shortfall, we'll to, an ethical we'll shortfall. We'll have to mitigate it with... Uh, Thurston, you know, what is that? You've channeled Thurston Hell the Third yes, all of a sudden? Right. have to mitigate Lovely. it by increasing the ticket for the cricket match. You know? Seriously. Anybody who got money... After, okay, if you got that, no, if you've got this kind of money, even if you got it before, okay, mm. he confessed to being a sex offender and kitty rapist, okay? But how can you justify keeping money that was given to you by somebody after they've been convicted of being a sex offender? Because we want it. Yeah. We want, we want it. I, you can make Joe. You know, I'm giving you every open. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm joke. tired of looking for morality. I know. I don't know. I, don't, I know. Where is this? Where, where is this righteous? Uh, where is this? Uh, you know, uh, outrage. Why? Where, you know, why? Why are you surprised I, that by was this? The most, Do you see who the president is? The most. Yeah, but that's the thing. You know, if Harvard. You, uh, if Harvard wants to like truly show, you know, lead the way. You know, you might show. You know, make an example of what the Basically. right fucking thing is to do. Give. It all back. I, I, Cut a fucking check tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Start your own school of, you know, for the, they probably have one already. It's Harvard. You know, those liberal Northeast Ivy League elitists and whatnot trying to take away your guns and make the world a smarter place. God damn them. So the uh, Johnson & Johnson thing I was talking about last week, $572 million slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I thought this is very interesting stuff. Because what I realized, sorry about that, the, the humidity is just it's horrible. me up. Um, what, I, what I realized was that before that ruling came down in Oklahoma a couple of weeks ago, I had already started to see a Johnson & Johnson ad campaign on TV. And, you know, at Johnson & Johnson... We're more than just a uh, baby oil and baby food company. You know? mm-hmm. We're a uh, a cancer fighting company. We're a this you know all of these mm-hmm. righteous things, you know blah blah blah. And 
they that ad campaign started before. Okay, the uh, the ruling was handed down. All right, and the reason they did that obviously was to stay ahead of the game. It's a PR thing. Mm-hmm. They weren't yeah. advertising a particular product. They're not trying to sell right. any. They're selling themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, then the ruling comes down, and the the top floor for the fine was in the many billions of dollars. So one of the things that happened was when it was came down, it was $572 million. I talked about this on the last show. Their stock price went up by $2 a share, okay, because people actually thought that the, they were going to get hit with a much larger fine. Okay. So that was deemed as good for them. I, I'm curious. I don't know how many outstanding uh, common shares, you know, level A, common A shares of Johnson & Johnson there are, mm-hmm. okay, but I'm curious as to whether or not the total amount of shares times $2 is greater than or less than $572 million. How many millions of shares are out there? Right. If there is 286, 286, there's 286 million shares times two, then basically it paid for itself in PR. That's right. They paid for it. NPR. You know, I noticed one of the things they didn't say in their ad campaign is that, uh, you know, we're, we're also a cancer-fighting company. And, uh, of course, we're also a convicted narcotics distribu- distribution drug-pushing company. They forgot to say that. you got to quibble. I know. God damn it. Fucking details. So the thing that, that brought this around was I just noticed that there's a new ad campaign from Honeywell. Have you heard this company, Honeywell? And their, their campaign is, you know, we make the future. That's okay. It's another mm-hmm. one of these these ad campaigns. It's not trying to sell you a product; it's trying to ingratiate themselves to you. Okay, and it makes, I noticed that before. I think Dupont was the first one that I, I know that I noticed. Yeah, that like what are the or and the yeah, BASF. I'm yeah, like asbestos. We don't make any of this. We just make it better. I'm like, oh, so how? What, what was that an ad for? How can I give you my money? Yeah, BASF. That's just, all it is. Oh, right. They're not selling a product. Okay, they're. Basically trying to bolster, they're basically trying to prop up their share price mm-hmm. and mitigate ahead of time any negative stuff. And that's why this Honeywell. So it's for ad, the market. It's for their shares. Yeah. And it's, it's a PR thing as well, though, because if they've got to go to court. Right. But okay, if, they're, they're literally trying to uh, sway the jury pool ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it makes me wonder. If there's about to be some sort of shitty thing that Honeywell did that's going to be made public at some point in the very near future. You know, I, I, that would seem to be the rationale. Okay? These are perfect, you know, that's because it just started maybe a few weeks ago. I noticed it. You know, on mm-hmm. the cable news channels, that's where they do this stuff. Okay? It's not on, on regular TV. Okay? Cable news is basically. Uh, Ads for prescription drugs and yeah. and lobbying efforts on behalf of these companies and also industries, okay, industries. Okay? These, 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 these initiatives by a company or an industry-specific, you know, PR campaign that are designed to make them come off as less shitty than they actually are. You know, we're talking about, like, uh, the oil and gas industry. We power America. Really? Right. Uh, you know? No, you don't. Coal, coal industry and the solar industry does. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Coal and coal and that. Natural gas, maybe. Colon. 
Hey, colon. <laughs> colon. Um, what'd you call the me? The pharmaceutical, you know, research. Yeah, pharmaceutical research people industry. You know that thing. What, what the fuck are they selling? They're not selling anything. Right. What? Okay. Cures. Okay. These are basically televised. I wrote down. This is basically a televised version of putting different shades of lipstick on the same pig over and over again. That's what they're doing. And I said, welcome to the age where Sun Tzu has intersected with Marshall McLuhan. Okay? The medium is the battleground of social media, and the message is the artful manner in which war can be anonymously waged without concern for decorum or opportunity cost. So you've got the medium, the, the art of war, and mm-hmm. the medium is the message. And they have now intersected. There's a whole bunch of folks, you know, our age, okay, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, these are people who basically, and justifiably so, were always proud of basically having a job that required them to shower after work, not before work. Right. You know? <laughs> All right. And they, these people basically, these people have basically been pissed off since the fall of Saigon, okay, at suits, at the suits, okay, both in the public and private sectors, who have literally, they, they just can't seem to run out of new and creative ways to tell blue-collar America that nobody gives a fuck what you think. Right. And as Chuck Norris said, you know, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Right. Okay? And now, you know, the Internet has finally, you know, after all these years of saying nobody gives a fuck what you think, the Internet, the, the vast Internet lands of misinformation are now fertile ground for them to actually feel like somebody does give a fuck what they say. That's yeah. that's the thing, okay? You know, and, and I said, uh, whatever I said, their frustration has now been washed away by the Holy Spirit of Peter Popov's miracle water. I drank the water and I prayed, and then I went and logged on and found thousands of people just like me in a chat room started by two God-fearing Christians named Dunning and Kruger. <laughs> Praise Jesus! Praise the Lord! Yeah, that is what is is going on now. Okay, people have now, and that's why these ad campaigns are so insidious. Okay, um, I'm trying to find this thing here because there was there was some other ones. Here it is. This is this one I thought was very interesting um, because it ties right into it. Mystery solved. Private equity backed firms are behind the ad blitz on surprise billing. Have you heard about this yet? The surprise billing thing? No. Okay. Early this summer, Congress appeared on its way to eradicating the large medical bills that have shocked many patients after emergency care. Basically, the way it works is when you get picked up an ambulance, you emergency care, and you got... Yeah, they got all these incidentals along right, the line. It's, and, not right. in, in, it's not covered. It's so not they, covered. Right. It's not you know right. in your thing. Um, the legislation to end out of... Network charges was popular and had support from both sides of the aisle, and President Trump promised his support. Then, in late July, a mysterious group called Doctor Patient Unity showed up, 
it poured vast sums of money. Uh, at this point, it's now uh, more than twenty-eight million into ads opposing the legislation without disclosing its staff or funders. Okay, now basically, these guys are you know it's the five hundred one c four trick. Okay, we're a nonprofit group, and since it's anonymous, they don't have to tell you who's funding it. That's how the Koch brothers did. You know. Okay. Okay, and apparently there was uh, somewhat of a, you know, this was kind of the mystery floating around, you know, people in in Washington, you know, in, mm. inside baseball and whatnot. Now the mystery is solved. The two largest financial backers of Dr. Patient Unity are Team Health and Envision Healthcare, private equity-backed companies that own physician practices and staff emergency rooms around the country. Doctor Patient Unity represents tens of thousands of doctors across the country. Okay, this is what their spokesman said: uh, these people who understand the importance of preserving access to life-saving medical care and support a solution to surprise medical billing that protects patients. Mm. Said Mr. Blair, who issued the statement weeks after the group was first contacted about the campaign. We oppose, he said, we oppose insurance industry-backed proposals for government rate setting. That's what this is about. That will lead to doctor shortages, hospital closures, and loss of access to medical care, particularly in rural and underserved communities. Okay? All of this, it needs to be pointed out, is a crock of shit. Okay. okay? Team Health was acquired in 2016 by uh, Blackstone, it's a private equity company, mm-hmm. and this one I love. Um and that deal was valued at $6.1 billion. Okay. Nice. Okay. And last fall, in one of the largest takeovers of the year, the private equity giant, this is KKR, uh, Kravitz, mm-hmm. Kravitz, these are the guys that did the uh, RJR Nabisco. They were in that. These guys are some fucking high-end scumbags. Okay. All right. These guys are fucking looting, booty, fucking stashing assholes. Okay. They spent $9.9 billion. To acquire Envision Healthcare, and the, <laughs> this is the, thing. Okay. the ads generally omit references to surprise bills. They don't even mention them. They, I watched one of the ads. There's no mention of what this legislation is supposed to address. Okay. Instead, they warn of government rate setting that could harm patient care. In one ad, an ambulance crew arrives with a patient only to find the hospital dark and empty. <laughs> How you like that? Nice. Yeah, that is, and they're blitzing television with this shit. That is what, and this is how, you remember, the, this is the same thing that happened with the solar, you know, the rights right. of, you know, mm-hmm. Florida power people for, say, you know, to have fair solar, blah, blah, blah. This is also the thing that didn't pass in California as a ballot initiative to have, to make it required that if there's uh, high fructose corn syrup or whatever, not sugar, you know, you have to say exactly what's on. And that right, the food labeling. They, they, they did a blitz campaign uh, on the subject of TV. I don't know. I don't know. I told you about this show. Um, no one saw a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a six-part. I just finished. It was great. It was fucking awesome, man. It was on Sundance. It's six parts. I This is a binge watch. This is. It's raining one day. It is fan. Fantastic. It's so well done. And they've got another one coming up in November. And this one hits very close to home. 
it is about the preppy murder case. All right. You know, Chambers and uh, uh, Jennifer Levin. All right, that whole thing in Central Park. Okay, these uh, Jennifer Levin and these kids that all hung out at uh, Dorian's Red Hand on the uh, on the east side. Hey, this is all take. They were all my age. These were all people I was acquainted with through various circles. Mm-hmm. You know, from parties and going out. We were all the same age. We all went to uh, you know pricey private high schools in New York. You know, mm-hmm. and so you know you meet each other. You know, right through soccer, playing soccer. I played soccer against a lot of these guys. You know, collegiate York, you know York Prep, and all these other schools. Dalton, and, you know Walden, Walden, a Calhoun that doesn't work. Um, but they're doing a three part series on that in November. All right, that is going to be interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I was talking last week about the uh, shows that they have. They were promoting in back to back ads with the uh, Miracle Spring Water. Mm-hmm. This is the one. It's called. Beyond the Pole on WeTV? Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> about pole, pole stepping out of the main stage pole right now. Walters that... Um, going to be doing it up for you. It looks good. It is good. She's working hard. Can't She's jump anymore. Right. Pole vaulters, right? Yeah, Former yeah. Olympic pole vaulters. Big, just said, cause it's a very specific uh, skill set. I mean, where can, where can you apply that uh, that kind of thing afterwards? Yeah, Yuri, somebody or other, the pole vaulting channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like that's it. You get a job as a pole vaulter. Sorry, after what was that? What was that award that Grandmaster Flash got again? The Polar. Yeah. Polar. I don't even know her. Right. Oh. 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 <laughs> don't even bring uh, him. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, the polar bear on the Mets right now is like in an O for fifty. Sorry to interrupt your news story, uh, but uh, please proceed. Ah, I'll just <laughs> say that's that show. That just goes to show. You know, That's why I just have cable and I just watch things that you know stream things and I've, download. But now things. I found I borrow that. I borrow things from the internet. Remember I established that. Oh yeah. You know, I da- I download them, watch yeah. them, then I re-upload them. Yeah. Out of um, you know fairness, I give it right back to the internet. Absolutely. I don't keep it. I don't keep Absolutely. it at all. It's yeah. called they're paying it forward to so, you, you're paying it forward to somebody else. I'm just. Uh, As a matter of fact, I think that that's a very good example of these right. behemoth-like. Uh, entertainment conglomerates truly mm. being magnanimous. They're they're paying it forward, and you and you are you're taking your moral it, and ethical cue from them. Eventually, they're leaders. Here's the thing: eventually, and this is the future. You watch the people who provide the internet service by whatever, whether it's on cable or 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 overwards. These these people because they're getting more and more. Powerful the the music rights and the the, the t- uh, streaming rights and everything. I didn't even think that was possible, so, but apparently it is. It's going to. What they're going to do is they are going to just charge. They're they're going to take a piece of the stream. What I'm paying for, like my cable bill, for example. They already are. Right, but they're gonna they're going to they're they're gonna want like like a chunk, like like everything. I'm yeah. waiting for the day yeah. when I can literally pick. Any station I want out of every single station mm-hmm. available on Xfinity, you know, on my Comcast, I can literally pick only the stations I want. Right. And, okay, and, you know, do it like that. And, and like, you know, sure. you know, basically like, you know, checking it off, checking uh, off your menu. Right. Yeah, just have a menu like that. However, I, just the title of a show, okay, yeah. that, that is premiering on TBS next, uh, next month or two, okay, was all I needed to convince me. That this is going to be uh, the TV Nation's next obsession. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm, re- I'm getting ready to okay. write it down. And here it is. 
It's going to be premiering on TBS um, in the next month or two, and the name of the show is The Misery Index. Okay, and, it sounds like something the Japanese would do. And it's a do. game show. Yes, it's a game show. We've li- literally... Well, that's, that's all they're about, man, is like torture contestants. That's the, they have different na- names of tor- torture. torture. Yeah. yeah. That, they are This insane. is what it is. It is... I, I, we have literally taken schadenfreude yeah. to a whole new level now. You know? We're going to make fun of people. <laughs> for bad situations, and then after we're done with that, we're going to get some wonderful party gifts. Yep, there you go. You know? I saw How an nice ad for, for this shit. It's called Honest Tea. You know, Honesty? Mm-hmm. Honest Tea. You know, and their whole ad campaign uh, is like, you know, we give money to good causes. You know, this is how our tea is made, but we give it to this and this amount of money. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Basically, you're telling me that the quality of the product itself really doesn't matter, okay? What does matter is that when I buy it, I'm going to feel good about myself. It's, it's a way to buy something and say, you know, don't call me an asshole. Mm-hmm. Now, look, I, I, I drink honest tea. Uh-huh, right, yeah. See, it's kind of like wearing a cross or something. Yeah, you know, right, like yeah. Pretending that you are That's religious. Laura Ingram with that big yeah. fucking Run DMC-inspired, you know, cross yeah, she's got okay, around in okay. that. You're not fooling anyone, Laura. Bling, bling for Jesus, baby. Jesus said, a camel will pass. Can- <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah. They, they camel toe. That. Right. Yeah, they, right. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Twitter won't auto-ban neo-Nazis. Okay? Uh, because they say that the filters may ban GOP politicians. <laughs> okay. I tell you, okay. May. Uh, here, here's, in the article, it said, during an <laughs> all-hands staff meeting on March 22nd, an employee asked why the company refrains from using its artificial intelligence to kick white nationalists off the site. After all, Twitter had previously ushered a sweep of bans on accounts pushing Islamic State propaganda. The answer was unsurprising for anyone who's ever perused Twitter. Content filters created to identify hate speech could potentially result in Republican politicians being banned, one executive explained. Could? Could. I mean, that's their platform is, uh, let's see, we hate women and we hate the homosexuals and we hate all the, any, any other minority. Yeah. And don't let's get us started on the immigrants. Yeah. Uh, so many headlines. Well. With markers and straws, Trump's campaign sells defiance as a lifestyle. He's basically, he's hawking his wares. Mm-hmm. You see these things? Huh? Oh, wholesale. Yeah. I know. This yeah. is, he's, you know, he's got products to buy and T-shirts mm-hmm. to buy. Mm-hmm. You know, when they, they literally, uh, I, what was it, uh, when, after the, the Sharpie gate, that was it, he literally marketed Sharpies that you could Th- buy. This, this is, this is the, the American spin on the South American dictator cliche. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, not to be undone bananas. by El Generalissimo, yeah, you know, bananas. with his chest full of medals. Right. Bananas, bananas is like, the great like dictator. a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, you know, compared to this. Right. Yeah, right, right. Anna Barbara. Right, right, right. I know. So um, the GOP is, uh, there were a couple of things. I noticed that uh, Democrats, I, I heard this rumbling. It was, it was a whisper. But some Democrats were thinking about basically just skipping the New Hampshire primary. 
They weren't even going to be, be interested in it. Okay? And somebody was saying that it's not, why bother? Because it's not truly uh, representative of the, the broad Democratic base and constituency, you know, voters and stuff like that. They're going to, you know, so I believe it goes, uh, it's the Iowa caucus, then New Hampshire, and then it goes to South Carolina. So they're just going to go straight to North, South Carolina, you know. But uh, this one really caught my eye. The GOP is canceling Republican state primaries uh, in South Carolina, Nevada, and a few other places. And there were a uh, couple of potential challengers to uh, Trump. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's his name? From, uh, from uh, I think it was, uh, well, Joe Walsh, mm. <laughs> the guy from Illinois. Okay, who was it here? It's uh, Mark Sanford, Joe Walsh, and Bill Wells. Sam, you know, you remember Sanford, right? Mm-hmm. Sanford was the guy that was uh, hiking the, uh, well, if you, according to Trump's Tallahassee Trail. Okay. Yeah. But he was uh, hiking the Appalachian Trail, which apparently goes all the way from Mount Katahdin down to, I believe, Argentina. <laughs> but um, they're canceling it, and there are three Republicans. These three Republicans are basically challenging Trump for the Republican. And, hey, and, I think it's a good thing. No, it's a good thing, but it's, it's not going to work because... No, it's uh, not. It's but I'm going to tell you something straight up. Several weeks ago, I poo-pooed something from, uh, I'm not sure if it was Krugman or one of the uh, New York op-ed bigwigs who said that what there needs to be a Republican, a, a, a Republican that can siphon off votes in, a, in, a, you know, in the general election. A, a way that the a Green Republi- Party, a Republican Ralph Nader, if you yeah, will. Yeah, basically, that's what I said. That's what I coined mm. it as, you know. And but these three guys, they uh, penned, uh, you know, wrote an editorial, and, and at one point they said, "Do Republicans really want to be the party with a nominating process that more resembles Russia or China than our they American don't care. tradition?" Yeah, they don't care. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Who cares? Talk about a that's to you, question. right? Under this president, the meaning of truth has been challenged as never before. Under this president, the federal deficit has topped the $1 trillion mark. Do we as Republicans accept all this as inevitable? Are we to leave it to the Democrats to make the case for principles and values that a few years ago every Republican would have agreed formed the foundation of our party? Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. pretty much, yeah. Yeah, but then uh, this bigot ran for office and said, Hey, are you a bigot? Look for me. I wrote, I wrote down President Fugazi. I don't know why I wrote that down, I but I did. <laughs> you know, I did. So here's one. Trump administration rolls back clean water protections. Yeah, I saw that. That, was my, that. that was my reference to the Standells. Because mm-hmm. I love that dirty water. It's like, hey, Whatever. He, he drinks Coke anyway. He don't care. Yeah. <laughs> basically, now, oil companies and coal companies could basically, you know, drain slurry. They create mm-hmm. slurry wherever they want, and mm-hmm. not have to account for it. Isn't that nice? Well, they were poisoning the people with the lead uh, in Detroit. Yeah, and Newark. And New- yep. Newark actually. Yeah. Newark actually is. They're doing it right. As, as they're right as they're they poisoning people, right? No. Basically, mm-hmm. they spotted lead in certain parts, and they said, "We're going to take everything out. We're not even going to risk it." And they okay. they checked other places, and it, the lead was not above. The all right. Level. They Good. said, "Screw it. We're replacing all the pipes, and we're giving everybody bottled water." Good. It's old. It's not much they can do about it. It's old. Yeah. Okay, this is just old. Flint, 
was basically screwing over minorities. Gee. I know. That's a first for that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the other one, the other thing that I thought was interesting was the president has basically said that, uh, you know, under U.N. resolution, if you're seeking uh, sanctuary, okay, from violence, you're living in a place that's mm-hmm. violent, you want to mm-hmm. leave, apparently you have to request asylum in the very first country that you go to right. after leaving your country. Right. Okay. So basically what Trump has said uh, is in accordance with U.N. charter. Okay? He said mm-hmm. Mexico's got to – they've got to apply in Mexico. They're going yeah. through Mexico to us. Yeah. Okay? So, hey, yeah. I don't like it, but that's what – Okay, and you know what? So far, apparently, Mexico's doing what they got to do. Okay. However, it's cre- you know, in the big picture of this, we are primarily responsible for creating the atmosphere that made it necessary for them right. to seek asylum. Right, which and, is what I've been trying to talk about for a long time, and and, yeah. I, and it's like a conspiracy that they don't talk about that on the media. The, of course the, not. The Why would in they? The room. Right. Yeah, you know. It's, and that's the one thing that we're good at as a nation is uh, kicking people's asses with our superior warfare and technology. Right, and then leaving the scene of the crime and letting the place fall into disarray, Libya being the most recent example. Yes. Okay, here's the interesting thing. As a result of that, mm-hmm. okay, the U.N. has had to uh, basically create uh, a new refugee organization for, set, for Central America, and it's called, you're going to love this, mm-hmm. Forced to Flee org <laughs> sounds like a money python <laughs> run away run away <clears throat> no it's in your general direction i was forced to flee i was forced your, to flee your father sticks of elderberry forced why are you flee. here i was forced to flee yeah, that's it forced to forced flee dot org you know i think it's interesting that we have used the UN, okay, to both keep the people mm-hmm. from coming directly to America that we forced to flee, and right. then relying on the UN to take care of the people who were forced to flee. That's by be- creating an agency called Forced, forced to, to flee. flee. That's because we've got chutzpah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's an American tradition. Forced to flee. Just the name. Just the name alone is all you need to know that we need to do something at a much bigger level. Kennedy said in his, you know, in his inauguration speech, you know, to those people uh, in our hemisphere in Central America, you know, living under the, the brutal dictatorships, we will, you know, we are going to come down. We are going to help you, not because we think it's going to get us votes or money, but because it is the right thing to do. We are going to stand by you and blah. The right thing to do. Yeah. Let me tell you something. That Kennedy speech where he said, ask not what you could do for your country. Ask not what your country could do for you. Ask what you could do for your country. Let me tell you something. Okay? Basically, we should be asking both questions equally. Yeah. We should be asking what we could do for our country, and we should be asking what our country could do for us. That's what a republic is, you stupid motherfuckers. Indeed. 
Yeah. I wrote down here, I don't know why I wrote this down, Senator Strom Thurmond, in 1964, when he basically railed uh, against uh, civil rights legislation, you know, that mm-hmm. uh, Johnson mm-hmm. was trying to get in, mm-hmm. he, was, he was Democrat. I, I know, that was when... Democrat. Yeah, before yeah. they switched. Thank you, thank you, President Nixon, for the uh, Southern strategy. Thanks, Nixon. Mm-hmm. You know, just another thing you fucked up. Right. Yeah. There you go. Re- Robert Carr of Oklahoma, also a Democrat. You know, supported the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> you know? I'm watching Live and Let Die. The other yeah, day. before the party switched positions, before the Southern strategy yeah, was employed that's by a, them. And every, you know, that's like why you said, people always say, you know, the party of Lincoln. The Republicans yeah. are the party well, of Lincoln. Well, the Republicans freed the slaves. Like, you know? stop, don't, stop. I, I don't want to have that conversation with that person with anymore. Democrats. I'm not having a conversation with that person anymore. The sun rises in the east. That's like, that's a troll. Yeah. Uh, right, that's a troll. Don't, uh, you're not blue, taking any more, not in, any more of my time. Life is made out of time, and you ain't taking any more of mine. But. I, I, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Really unbelievable. Well, you know what? I believe in the groove. Yeah, I believe in the groove, too. We're going to get back to a little wild rooster on the groove at SoFloRadio.com.
Trump has been married three times, has said he's never asked for forgiveness from God, and was once pro-choice. But none of that seems to sway his evangelical supporters. Why are you able to look past Donald Trump's flaws and support him? Because it's not my place to judge his heart. And this week, when the president referred to himself as the chosen one, echoing what some evangelical leaders have said about him, that certainly caught this group's attention. When we ask the question, is he the chosen one? Well, for what? To help our trade agreements with China? Sure, maybe. Is he the guy that's going to help us, you know, solve racism in uh, America? Heck no. Run! 
roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. Show them your arms and come. Yes, my brethren, use your discretion. I'm not boasting. Yes, my brethren, use your discretion. I'm not boasting. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. One of them come, they couldn't live it out. Two of them come, they couldn't live it out. Oh, Jack, he's my driver. Oh, Jack, he's my driver. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I'm gonna shout it out Yes, I'm gonna tell you I never, I never, I never Never think I get left out of anything I never, I never, I never Never think I get left out of anything I am the roots of the grass Yes, I am the grass root I am the roots of the grass Yes, I am the grass root. Go down the African road where my roots and culture come from. Go down the African road where my roots and culture come from. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass road. I've been around very long time now, so I got to be roots of my grass. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass road. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass road. Everlasting thing, yes, you can end up losing something. I am the roots of the grass, yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass, yes, I am the grass root. I think I pay my shoes in the music light, and His Majesty say, No, I can travel light. I am the roots of the grass, yes, I am. The grass root, I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am the roots of the grass. Yes, I am the grass root. I am.
great stuff it's scratch baby it's scratch one of the one of the literally the grooviest tunes of all time uh for that burning spear grassroot from Ja is real yeah zion the roots of the grass zion the grass roots he recorded that at uh the music shop in new york but he started out his very uh his first album was recorded at uh uh studio one in uh, Kingston, which is, you know, he did it with the whole Studio One backing band. It's the same people, I think, uh, on our comeback show, you know, like four shows ago, I did the uh, right. Bob Marley track, uh, Simmer Down. And he recorded that same place. Before that, Mahalia Barnes and the Soulmates. If I'm in luck, I might get picked up. It's got uh, Joe Bonamasso on guitar, some interesting stuff. She's a Jimmy Barnes kid. Jimmy Barnes one of these guys from... Uh, it's a big guy in Australia, and he was in the band uh, Living Loud, which actually had uh, Steve Morse in it and who else? Don Airy. They did a lot of Black Sabbath stuff. It's pretty cool. Before that, yeah, you know, there's no way I'll ever run out of material for this. Evangelical still supporting Trump. This is basically a perfect example, and we have more later, of single-issue voters making excuses for their hypocrisy. Well, it's not even which which issue is yeah. their single issue because he is not a Christian. 
Yeah. This no, is this is where no, there is this is where I'm done. There is just abortion. So there no, yep, Ted Cruz okay with him. Ted Cruz with a lifetime of work dedicated to their, one of them. He was one of them who campaigned with a Bible. He spoke the lingo. He he knew what to say at at the church. He's a, a real. I I heard him speak as a former going to church four times a week fundamentalist Christian Bible study. Guy, he speaks the language and at least publicly walks the walk. All right, he was their candidate, the evangelical Christian, a genuine, true evangelical Christian lifestyle Christian, and they chose the bigot. All right, so yeah, go ahead with yeah. what you were saying, but I, ha- I have a I personal, know. I have a personal beef because some of these people are my very close friends and family members, and 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 they gave me shit when I backslid. You know, yeah, when right. I refuse to play along with what I consider to be a big fat charade. All right? You're not fooling anyone, you know. <laughs> they're only fooling themselves. Baby. They're not, no, not even. Not even. They're not. They know they're not. This is just a thing they say. It's just straight up hypocrisy. It's, just, it's straight up hypocrisy. Yeah. Blatant. Yeah. Brazen. Brazen. It is brazen. Before that, George Benson, you can't. Catch Me. That is from uh, his new album. It came out earlier this year. It's called Walking to New Orleans. Uh, it's basically a tribute to uh, Chuck Berry and uh, Fats Domino. That uh, You Can't Catch Me is an old Chuck Berry song. Before that, this is an interesting band, Porcupine Tree. The song is Wedding Nails from uh, their album In Absentia came out uh, in 2002. This is a guy, it's basically uh, Stephen Wilson. He started the band in England back in 1987. It was like he wanted to do solo projects, and then basically he realized he needed more people to do the work he wanted to do. And they're still around. They, they still tour, and they've got a lot of interesting music out there. I say interesting, you know? And mm-hmm. kicking off the set, Wild Rooster. Yeah. Flip, Flop, and Fly from Little Angel came out in 2009. These cats from the Netherlands. More interesting music coming out of Europe. This is rockabilly that is called, I, I read this, called Teddy Boy. You heard about this? Teddy Boy no, rockabilly. No. I, I had never heard of it either. It's a European thing. Teddy oh, Boy. okay. Teddy Boy rockabilly. Hmm. It's a great song. A wild rooster, flip, flop, and fly. So, the electrical yeah. college is back in the news again, as always. Mm. You know, it's the excuse-a-meter. It's excuse-a-thon. It's excuse-a-palooza. If it wasn't for I like, the electoral, I like that one. I like if, excuse the palooza. Yeah, if it wasn't for the electoral college, you know, if it for the I'm gonna college, I'm gonna use that. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. If it wasn't for the electoral college, mm-hmm. God damn it, that Connecticut compromise just keeps screwing us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I understand why you're against it. The fact of the matter is, we shouldn't have to rely on futzing with the formula that calculates things. We should simply mm-hmm. be able to win. On the merits of our argument. Okay, and just to be clear, okay, mm-hmm. if uh, the Libertarian and Green Party candidates didn't exist, yeah. we would have. We would have won. I, we would have carried on. I, I pointed all I, that out a couple shows ago. I know. Okay. But we should be able to win states that have traditionally gone Republican basically since 68. Okay. We should be able to win these states. We should, okay, on the merits of the argument. These are people who, I just, you know, can't see the trees for the forest. And that's, that's by design. And I am just sick and tired of people blaming the Electoral College. 
We don't need to change the formula. We need a fucking road trip. That's what we need. I've been saying that for years. Okay? It it was interesting because the bit on um, uh, the British Parliament and, you know, that the the direct democracy versus our, you know, Mm -hmm. a, a republic democracy. Okay? I think it's interesting because I was looking up some of the numbers on the amount of ballot initiatives in states mm-hmm. and th- whether or not they've increased with at, at like a parallel rate with uh, the increase in money infesting our government. Like the more money infests the federal government, the more people in various states have decided that they want to take ballot initiatives and take, you know, use direct democracy. Nope. It's basically stayed the same. Yeah. Yeah. There's been no increase in numbers there. I, I was really hoping I'd be able to nail that one. So <laughs> this whole thing that went on with John Bolton, mm-hmm. okay, did he quit? Was he fired? <laughs> Who cares? President Trump uh, revealed, I guess, last weekend that he had seriously been considering meeting with uh, Taliban representatives. <clears throat> At Camp right. David. At Camp David. Okay. On 9-11. Yeah. Yeah, right, <laughs> right before right, 9-11. Okay. And uh, he admitted that he basically canceled the powwow um, after uh, the people associated with his would-be house guests uh, took credit hmm. for a homicide bomb in Kabul that killed 12 people, including a U.S. soldier. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was what drove him to yeah. not want to do it anymore. And a friend of mine posted a meme and said, Remember when Obama invited the Taliban to visit Camp David to celebrate the anniversary of 9-11? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? It got me to thinking. You know, I mean, first of all, this is probably what resulted in John Bolton having to, you know, take powder on working with the president. All right? You know, he's a real tough guy in that he just wants to bomb, 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 bomb Iran. Um, the first thought that came to my mind is, so you want to meet with uh, representatives of the Taliban at Camp David? Are you sure you can find any representatives that aren't on the no-fly list? Right. <laughs> okay. The other thing that occurred to me. Well, they could just send Air Force One. Right. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> Don't, you know. Oh, my God. The other thing I thought about was, I'll bet you. Yeah. Since, uh, <laughs> since we're accommodating this. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, let's not be well, half-assed. Trump's got his own airline. We're, we're taking him to, right. We're taking, we're taking him to Camp David, all right? Right. It's not like they're trying to bomb. We're going to start skimping now? <laughs> I was also thinking to myself that I wonder if Trump thought when he was trying to, you know, arrange this little tete-a-tete, okay, if he thought to himself, well, you know what, this is the first time I may be saying this, but thank God for the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, <laughs> that bastion of liberal <laughs> liberalism out right. there in San yeah, Francisco those, because they blocked the, uh, the, the Muslim right. ban. Those activist judges. Yeah. So needless to say, after my friend posted that meme, some guy wrote, it would have been nice if he could have brokered a ceasefire agreement and brought more of our troops home. Please keep trying. Just saying. And I wrote, and I, I don't know why I wrote this. I, I don't know why. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know why. Okay. I wrote, you're a hypocrite. Just saying. <laughs> okay. okay. You know. I, I, and I knew that that was basically, I'm trolling. Now I'm trolling. Mm-hmm. That's me trolling. I'm trolling the troll. To which this guy responded, and you're an asshole. I yeah. guess that makes us even with a whole bunch of, like, laughing faces 
emojis after it. I, first of all, let's get something straight. He's right. I am an asshole. Uh-huh. Okay, it's, it's, you know, you're a hypocrite. Just, yeah, that's an asshole thing to say. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to say it. Okay? The next thing I thought was, yeah, I'm an asshole, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. Right. You know? Now, at that point, I was like, all right, I'm not going to leave this one alone. <laughs> okay, I, I couldn't help myself. And, you know, I'm not even going to bother reading this whole thing. I, I really am not. I, I said the difference between you and I, though, is that, uh, um, is that if the pre- if that the president had managed to thread this needle and stitch together a deal that made America and the world safer, mm-hmm. and it managed to bring home a bunch of our troops, after my initial skeptical hemming and hawing, I would have given credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Okay, as I wish I could have when Obama was president. Mm-hmm. Okay, and indeed, as I was prepared to do when Bush proclaimed mission mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, I find it hard to believe that if Obama had so much as hinted at such a plan, you would have ever supported it. Right. No matter how successful it may have turned out to be. And so I said, in other words, we're not even. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because while you may consider me an asshole for pointing out that you're a hypocrite, you're an asshole for being a hypocrite. Right. Now that's what I call winning. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I took a look at the entire dynamic of this, though, and it occurred to me that this was life attempting to imitate art. The West Wing, at the end of season five and the beginning of season six, was a based on the president, President Bartlett, trying to work out a deal between the Palestinians and the Israelis. Okay. okay, that's that's what it was. It was a, uh, you know, some sort of treaty uh, with the Taliban, um, and uh, you know, my my really, I got to tell you, first things first, timing I guess isn't everything. Mm-hmm. A couple days before nine eleven, but also at Camp David, really, okay. I thought Trump was a real estate guy. Isn't their motto location, location, location? The fuck, dude. Okay, but I contemplated just for a second the bizarre chance that the president had been secretly binge-watching the West Wing and had gotten to the season where Bartlett tries to broker Mitty's deal at Camp David. And here's the key. Mm. In this, in the episode, he does this, and right as they land, when the uh, he gives his uh, chief of staff instructions, because they had bombed the, the, uh, the Palestinians, mm. had bombed some... Uh, a car or something and killed like an American congressman and mm. they killed a bunch of Americans and everybody was screaming at the president you have to retaliate you have to retaliate and he's like you know I don't there's got to be another option I want to try for peace blah 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 and everybody keeps saying you know we offered them everything as I said before you know they never miss mm. an opportunity to miss an opportunity all that shit keeps getting pointed mm. out they're screaming for blood Every, mm. and the president's the only one saying no I've, I want to try and do peace. I want to cut a deal. And then he tells the, uh, the chief of staff, he says, the minute the Palestinians step off the plane, step off their helicopter mm-hmm. at Camp David, that's when you get, I'm given the go-ahead for the F-18s 
to bomb their terror training camps. Okay. He get, that's, that's how it's set up. And I can't help wondering. Because mm-hmm. basically... What, what you think you think that he, that was the plan? That was the plan. Nah. There was a plan there. No. No, really what the plan was, he wanted to be able to announce a peace treaty on right. 9-11. Right. It was the, this yeah. is the art of the deal being more Show, art of the deal. Showmanship. He's yeah, trying it's to all about the, uh, the show. It is all about the show. Okay, I, now, needless to say, I, I basically dismissed. Yeah, it's an end of the war on terror. Yeah, and not I, I dismissed him using, you know. Yeah, anything that's smart. You know, anything that's right. smart. I, I, think, I think that this was just a, a, an example of one of the many things that we keep hearing about of something being in the works and, and his goofball everybody's in a temporary position staff oh, yeah. never counted out the days okay six weeks from today's date okay we're good to go oh that's september 10th i didn't you know bother looking that far ahead oh, yeah. that that's that's all that's all that happened there well, the and then by the time somebody noticed it oh yeah you know now that i think about it because it's absolutely the first time that i've actually thought about well, it that's maybe all, it's a bad idea because they're goofballs it's like the, it's the three stooges in the white house wah, 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 wah. I remember they used to do the Three Stooges Festival down at the Eighth Street Cinema, and they would during their promotions for it on uh, on the radio because it was mm-hmm. like a midnight showing. And they were like the Three Stooges Festival at the Eighth Street Cinema, blah, 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 with all the original violence left intact. <laughs> That's right. How was their advertising like yeah. that? Here's the thing: I immediately dismissed the chance that President Trump was using the West and, Wing as yeah, a as, as a, a tool yeah. as a tool for learning. About government, in you know, in lieu of wood that he could, yeah, in lieu of and did. in lieu of Schoolhouse Rock, which in fact he's probably also I, not I, using. That would, that would be wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the, I, I tried to envision a bunch of his members of his administration singing, you know, a a uh, a traditional rally song from Princeton in front of everybody, which is one of these scenes that takes place. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something. Here's the thing. That I thought of it was it's it was uh, the President Bartlett in the West Wing said this at some point. He said, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they can be called the children of God." Yes, Jesus said that. Jesus said that. Now here's the thing. I want to believe, and I know I can't. I want to believe that there was peace possible. I want to believe that. I want to believe that there is peace mm-hmm. in the future, the near future, today, tomorrow, that we can live in peace. Unfortunately, I live in the real world. So while that doesn't preclude the possibility of peace, it does unfortunately include the reality of terrorism and war. Okay, that we must address. Okay, and you know, I'd like to think that he wanted peace, but the thing is, is that I know that this is not a president who cares about what something is. He cares about right. what it looks like. Yes, Very it's well the put. art of the deal. Yeah, it's all about the art, not mm-hmm. the deal. The deal is the details are irrelevant. Right, it is not about reality. It is about the perception of reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And <laughs> I don't know why I wrote this down, probably because I just couldn't help myself. The West Wing is practically porno for me at this point. 
Now it's it's, mm-hmm. it's porno. It's the Jenna Jameson of highbrow television dramas, in that it's it was uh, it's it's not so fantastical initial premise now seems more like conjured surreality than an ideological flight of fantasy. <laughs> Jenna Jameson is to modern day pragmatic political ideology what President Trump is to Gonzo porn. <laughs> yeah, his alleged night of debauchery at the Russian pee room trademark notwithstanding, the difference is that. Uh, Jenna knows where her assets can best be put to use, whereas the commander-in-chief seems devoid of pragmatism and lacks compunction and thus empathy, which is why he can't comprehend why watching him get stump-fucked in the ass by an amputee wearing nothing but a MAGA hat isn't generally considered top-flight stroke material. So he makes another video and takes you to an even more outrageous level, certain that this one will cause the entire nation to pop big chubby. (laughs) I don't know why I wrote that. But I did. But you did. But I did. This whole thing is the height of hypocrisy for Republicans. Had President Obama whispered something like this? Oh, indeed. They, the they, have, no, they have no shame. And the, 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 the veneer, the, the very see-through veneer that, that, that they've yeah, had for it's, years, it's, they just abandoned it's, it's it. It's not a veneer. It's a lacquer. Ab- they abandoned it. Right. It's a clear lacquer. They abandoned it when they put their support behind I this guy. It's, it's very it's, – it's obvious. And What's I'm even not, worse I'm to not me playing along. is that I'm almost willing to give a pass – on the people who originally voted for him. But if you still support him, I can't. It's one thing. Yeah. I, as a matter of fact, I have to give credit I, to the people who voted for him. And now, like, mu- you know what? You're no. much nicer than me. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's the way I felt. But I, I understand how some people could sit, could feel the way they did. Okay? Now, I also think that the way the reason they feel the way they do is their own fault. I think that they want to feel a certain way. And as a result of that, refuse to look at the the facts of the matter. Okay? Mm-hmm. They they constantly take rhetoric over their best self interest. Constantly, it's you know, bigotry trumps everything with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, it really is about us and them. They you know. I told, that's what I'm saying. That, that is the that is the thing. That is the thing. What do Trump supporters and Trump detractors agree on about him? What is the one thing about him? He's a bigot. He's a bigot. Yeah, that's what we all. That's the thing. That is the one thing that is true. He's not good for the economy or this or that. He's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. He's none of the things that they have been spending years saying is important. Yeah. None of them. Yeah, none of them. That's why I said he's the right. one thing that they have been refusing to admit is most important. Bigotry. Bigotry. Yeah. And it obviously is more important than any other thing. That's why I said they may have chosen yeah. the wrong one. <laughs> they don't want to admit uh, it. They're not going to admit, admit it. Because they would, rather, they would rather crash and burn everything. Right. If it meant screwing some brown skin, hook, oh, yeah. nose, faggot. I said whatever. it to my mom a while ago. I said, you know, anybody who voted for Trump and still supports him is, by definition, a hypocrite. There, there was, mm. She's like, oh, you, come on, that's, you can't paint that, paint them all with that. But yes, I can. I mm. absolutely can paint them all with yeah. that. And I'll tell you something else. <laughs> the next time I speak to her and say that, and she comes back to me with that, I'm going to be like, not only can I, I challenge you to refute it. Right. Bring me any person, any person you could think of that you know or have heard about or have seen on TV or heard or seen anywhere, anywhere, 
any one of them that refutes that statement. Okay? That is the exception to what I truly believe is the rule. Mm -hmm. If you support Trump, you're a hypocrite. That's it. By definition. All right. That's it. I got that out of the way. Okay, great. Now, I got my Jenna James in comparison. To I felt good about that. Good, good. You ready to keep the uh, group going? I am indeed. Hey, we've got a bunch of reasons to do it, including this gem from Mary Jane Hooper on the Groovathon at SoFloRadio.com.
is this rhetoric dangerous? It, this is not new rhetoric. It's just that we have a president now who speaks plainly. It does not make him a racist. When critics of Donald Trump call him a white supremacist, call him a racist, you disagree? I disagree. Why are you okay with, with supporting Donald Trump? We are imperfect. We are going to offend one another. He is not the pastor at Friendship Missionary Baptist Church. He's my president.
instant groove. Now while we start to whip up the groove, we want everybody to come on out here and do your thing. Now everybody got a thing. We want you to come on out here and do it now. Because that's what everybody is doing, their own thing. That's what I want to see you do right now. Go on and get it. Go on and do it. Do it one more time.
American Rock and Roll. Tom Petty, American Girl from his first album. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers came out. Was it uh, seventy? I wrote it down here. Seventy-six. So we, we love Tom Petty, man. You can't, you know. That, you know what? We, we do. I, I played nice Florida boy. Yeah, I played a couple of Tom Petty songs, and I played a couple of covers of Tom Petty songs. Actually, mm-hmm. covers that were done by friends of mine. You know, and that's how you know what great songwriting is. Mm. I've I've heard a bazillion covers of Tom Petty songs, and I'm not sure I've heard one that's bad. I've heard various, you know, covers that were all right, but I've never heard a bad one. That's because the song's so good. Before that, Gloria, G-L-O-R-I-A, by them, Van Morrison's song right there. That was actually the B-side of the first 45 they came out with. The A-side was Baby Please Don't Go. You know, that song from mm. that everybody's done from a bazillion years ago. It came out in 64. Before that, yeah, a little bit of the mix there. We had uh, King Curtis doing Instant Groove. Came out in uh, 1969. That was uh, from the album Instant Groove. Dwayne Allman actually plays on a couple of tracks from that. And, uh, he did, a, you know, I have a whole bunch of stuff here about King Curtis. Um but the, the thing that I liked the most, he actually uh, recorded, uh, along with the band called The Rim Shots, he recorded the original theme for uh, Soul Train. Okay. Yeah. It's called Hot Potatoes. But he wrote the, you know, it's the soul. Not the Philadelphia Express theme. No. Like no, no, that, no okay. No, no, no. All right. The original Soul Train. All right. Did it, start in, did it start in Detroit? I don't know. Or was it Philadelphia? It Maybe it was been. Philly. I don't know. You know, I'll but, look it uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> what a great song. But uh, I was thinking the other song that has the exact same riff is uh, Save Me, which was the Aretha Franklin song that was I played the cover of uh, by Nina Simone, who's in the Rock and Roll Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. And I said, that was the only song I could come up with that, of hers that I liked. <laughs> and it happened to be a cover of an Aretha Franklin song. I'll tell you, King Curtis, you know how he died? This guy, he was stabbed uh, in, wow. uh, in August of 1971. During an argument with a pair of drug dealers he discovered on the steps outside of his Manhattan apartment, Curtis was attempting to carry an air conditioner, and then he got into an argument with uh, this guy Juan Montanez, who refused to move from the entrance. A uh, fight broke out, and Montanez stabbed the guy, and Montanez was actually sentenced, like, he only ended up doing like seven years or something in prison for this, but uh, King Curtis is buried in... uh, was it Pine Lawn Memorial Park in Farmingdale, New York, which is the same cemetery where Count Basie and John Coltrane are buried. There you go. You know, I do the homework. Before that, Carolyn Wonderland and Bonnie Raitt ain't nobody's fault but mine. Yeah, the uh, traditional uh, was it uh, Blind Willie, uh, Blind Willie Johnson song from way back then. Best version of that, of course, Led Zeppelin. Everybody knows that. Carolyn Wonderland. That's a uh, you know Bonnie Raitt does a lot of the. Uh, the side on that it's from a uh, a documentary called Road to Austin, which is really really cool. There's some great stuff in that if you ever get a chance to see it. Um, Carolyn Wonderland was at, she actually uh, joined John Mayles band, you know, John Mayles Blues Breakers and stuff. This is the first female guitar player he's had ever. Guy's been guys had his band fifty years. Okay, okay, first female guitar player he's ever had. So, you know. That's saying something. You know, that really is saying something. Before that, yeah, evangelicals still supporting Trump. You know, it's not, this isn't new rhetoric. 
we just have a a, uh, a president who speaks plainly. I right. Agree. That's what I. Yeah. yeah that's what I said. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah. It's not new rhetoric. Yeah, it's not new that we're bigots. We just never had a president, president that was going to say it. To, you know, yeah, in broad daylight. Then we never had a we never had a candidate uh, that didn't have the good sense not to say it. But oh, I guess I was wrong. I underestimated yeah, how many bigots uh, there were in America. Absolutely, I had a much better um, and much more positive impression well, of of the party uh, of Lincoln. You know, summing our better angels of some of my. My neighbors. I had a I had a higher opinion than I should have had of, uh, of some of my neighbors. <laughs> well, we do live in Florida, <laughs> and, indeed, uh, or as I call it, Pirates World, because we're not too far from where the amusement park used to be. There used to be an amusement park in the olden days, like in the seventies. It was that's when it was peaking, called Pirates World. And they used to take me to it when I was a little kid. Really? And so, you know, I moved away from Florida, but for me, Florida was always the land of Disney World and Pirates World. So you went to Disney you know, World to go yeah. check out Mickey Mouse, and you went to Pirates, Pirates World to get World. yourself right. some booty because. Oh! Oh, that was so horrible. So horrible. Um, <laughs> because that's what this was. You know, while the rest, while the United States of America was developing, the 13 colonies were developing, this was Spanish territory and pirate's world. And that's why you have this. You have this here. Was it? That is, yeah. So we weren't pirates. We were privateers. Huh? Yes. Privateers. Yeah. Well, that was a special kind of pirate, like Francis Drake <laughs> was a privateer. No, they, they yeah, were the authorized. The, I, was it the I, daughters were, of the American Revolution? They were a pirate uh, that was sanctioned by a particular government. Yeah, so, that's a privateer. Yeah, privateer secret, is a secret pirate. Yeah, it's a legal pirate. Right, legal in one country anyway because you're raiding their enemies. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody described the uh, Dutch West India Company as IBM with its own military. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before that, John Entwistle. I Wonder from Whistle Rhymes came out in 72. That was his second solo album. Uh, he's got Peter Frampton and Keith Moon playing on that one. Some cool stuff. Uh, John Entwistle actually did a bunch of interesting solo stuff. Kicking off the set, Mary Jane Hooper. I've got reasons. 45, she came out with in 1969 on Power Pack Records. There's, a, there's actually some interesting uh, background on that as to whether or not it was really her and what her name was and all these people that were involved in Power Pack Records at the time. You know, if you're interested in looking up some shit, it's actually, you know, back then they did a lot. You know, a lot of people didn't get credit for doing mm-hmm. everything. Every, yeah, anything. for doing everything, right? You know, you had the Wrecking Crew and uh, the Funk Brothers and right. all those, but they didn't show mm-hmm. up on mm-hmm. Beach Boys albums. You know, or every single Motown record, right? Right, stuff like that. But uh, there's some there's some background on that if you're into looking at it. So, time for me. To take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. I just uh, was online and I uh, bookmarked the page because the Barrett-Jackson Las Vegas uh, auction is coming up. Uh, it's uh, October 3rd through the 5th. So I've you know got the uh, my page bookmarked so I can actually watch it from the action actual auction block, not the TV coverage. All right. So I don't miss anything through commercials. I, I can watch it live. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, mm-hmm. Rick DeBrule and Steve Mignanti, I love them. They are great. They know more about cars than anybody. They're they're great to listen to and shit. But I don't want to miss anything. I, you know, I don't want to miss any of the cars. What's going right. on a lot of commercials? So I go right to the heart of the matter. I'll tell you something. Dave has... Uh, He's always got in his mm. shop. He's always got rides that are basically Barrett Jackson worthy. 
I mean, the kind of cars you would see being auctioned. He actually did a car for some guy. It was a Chevelle, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was auctioned off, I guess this is like two years ago, at the Palm Beach, Barrett-Jackson, on Saturday night. It was part of the Saturday night docket, which is the big night. Uh, and it went for over 70 grand or something. So, you know, mm-hmm. there you go. I mean, he's, he is rapidly becoming the go-to guy for muscle car enthusiasts here in Broward, probably Dayton, Palm Beach as well. Any make, any model, bumper to bumper, whether it's a 63 Resto Mod Vet or an 8-year-old Hyundai Sonata, <laughs> Dave and the entire ASE certified crew of Precision Auto Works, they not only get the job done right, they're also going to let you leave with a few fizzles in your wallet. You know what I'm saying? Over mm-hmm. here, you're living with a few with a few skins there, all right? And if you mention a Groovathon, there is a discount. You're not going to need it, but it sure as shit don't hurt. Easy to get to. Right off of I-95, 60 seconds off the highway. You go west on Atlantic, make the uh, first left turn at Andrews, first right turn at the light, which is 3rd Street, 2nd Street up, two blocks up on your left-hand side. Very easy to get to. Of course, you can go to the SoFlow Radio.com website. Click on the box. It says Tony C's SoFo Groovathon. Takes you to my page. You're going to see a link to Precision Auto Works. It tells you everything you need to know about the place. You'll also be able to link to our SoundCloud page where you will be able to listen to every single show I've ever done. We've ever done. Pardon me. We. Have, I've never, you know. Right. Well, here it is. Every show we've ever done. And, of course, uh, there's no cost. It's free because mm-hmm. you cannot put a price on Groove. You can't do that. No. And on my page, you will see a list for every show and every song that was played on that show. You'll be able to see every song that we have ever played since day one. So, you know, there you go, Isn't man. You pick and choose. Right. 954-247-9362. Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars. Titty bit of hang time there. Of course, that brilliantly crafted tagline... <laughs> As I strain to pat myself on the back, ah, means it's time for the drive groove. This one is absolutely twangalicious. It's the drive groove on SoFlowRadio.com.
his job.
bad side the Albert King song. That, of course, Albert King and Stevie Ray Vaughan. That was originally recorded for uh, some, a TV show called uh, In Session. And the thing is, is that um, on the original show, that song wasn't on it. And they re, you know, as they do with everything, they did a re-release of it. They put out, you know, a special DVD deluxe edition. Mm. They put everything in it. Because they they couldn't include everything because of time constraints for the television show. But a lot of good versions of that song out there, man. Hendrix was a good version. My favorite version, actually, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Paul Butterfield Blues Band. From uh, Resurrection Pig Boy Crab Show, Elvin Bishop, Dave Sample. And for that, Mark O'Connor and Chet Atkins, Galloping Guitar. Yeah, same year, 1983, and also for a television show called Nashville Now. Mark O'Connor is one of those guys. He did, uh, uh, he, he's actually better known as a uh, fiddle player. He was like Grand National Fiddle Champion two consecutive years or something. Played with the Dregs for a while, but he was also, it was his band. That was, it was the Mark O'Connor band for the uh, Great American Music Shop, which is a bastion, just a treasure trove of fantastic, fantastic music. All those shows, man, tons of great Albert Lee, Ricky Skaggs, you know, Vince Gill, just awesome, awesome stuff. So, you know, good stuff though, Mark O'Connor, Chet Atkins, of course, can't go wrong with that. For that, Samantha Fish, Sucker Born, also... For a uh, television type series that was uh, from the she did the original version on Black Wind Howling came out in 2013, but this is from a uh, series called Don Odell's Legends, and this guy Don Odell basically bought a recording studio somewhere up in uh, hang on Massachusetts, okay, and uh, he just decided that he was going to do a series of you know, I guess YouTube or you know series of, of shows and he and they they started to pick up steam and mm-hmm. now he's got quite a, a library of people that have showed up there you know and some really cool stuff there so you want to check that out it's called don odell's legends and uh, it's available on youtube you know you can get pretty much every one of them i think kicking off the set brian setzer and ricky skaggs also with marty stewart rocky road blues that is uh uh an old uh Bill Monroe song. Mm-hmm. It was like a it's big Bill coming or something like that. I wrote, big Mon. That's it. Big Mon is the name of the album. Um, they uh, the Nashville TV network did a series of shows uh, as well, and this was the live version that they did from the album itself. So mm-hmm. there you go. So it's you know I had a friend of mine who shall remain nameless. And he made, wrote something about, basically wrote a negative Stevie Ray Vaughan thing. Like, you know, if it wasn't for that Hendrix-based bar stuff that he had, you know, he was nothing special. Okay. And then somebody else made a comment about how Brian Setzer is the same kind of thing, you know. They're not real. They're just in it for the money. But, all right. Let's just be clear about this, okay? Stevie Ray Vaughan and Brian Setzer are American fucking treasures. <laughs> all right. You know? Albert King wrote one of the great songs ever, Born Under a Bad Sign. And when he decided to do this show, he asked Stevie Ray Vaughan to do it with him. I don't know how much more credibility you need. <laughs> I said, you know, well, what do you want, man? So there you go, 94 in the books. A couple of quick uh, notes. Uh, Eddie Money passed away. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm gonna. I had, I had a bunch of jokes, but I'm not going to say any of them. And also, Rick Ocasek just died yesterday from the Cars. Big big Cars fan over here. Yeah, I know. We play, we play I like the first two albums. First two albums. That's it. That's it. The Cars and Candy L. And then like half of a uh, half of the next one, a little bit. Like, yeah, but that's. Yeah. But the, the first, first two were flawless. They're just they're yeah. very groundbreaking. Yeah, that first wonder- album is sensational. Wonderful. I've said yeah. that. I said that yeah. about three eleven the other day. Yeah. You know, Blue it's Blue always Red. that first yeah. album that is so good, and then. The second album is not quite as good. Right. And then after that, and they've got to start uh, writing new material. Yeah, they blow their wad on their first uh, two Yeah, basically that's what happens. So, you know, what can I say? Hey, if you're looking for something interesting to do after the show, switch over to uh, Face Radio. I know, I'm not supposed to be doing this, am I? Oh, I don't care. It's okay? Yeah. There's a show called Atlantic Tunnel with Ed and Gaz. It uh, started at 4 o'clock, but it's still going to be going until 6. So you want to check that out. It's a really cool show. Okay, it's called Atlantic Tunnel, Ed and Gaz on Face Radio. So after we get done with our, uh, we started the show with a mashup, and we're going to end it with a mashup, and right. this is cool. I'm psyched to hear this when I go home. Yeah, I really you'll have. like it. Uh, yeah, I know I will. But, uh, you know, we're going to come back, hopefully, what, two weeks? Monday. Yeah, yeah we're gonna, Monday. We're going to get back to our Same regular time. thing. Sure. Monday's at two. Monday's at right. two, baby. I like that. You know, I'll tell you the other thing I like is that we were talking the other day about how, uh, was it, uh, uh, so, uh, Coleman. Yes. yes. He wanted his show to be on earlier so that he could get his Rick. It was Rick. That, it was Rick and Sud's show. Yeah. He was a, right. But Rick, Rick was the one. He was yeah. the the primary. That's guy. why I like coming on a Monday afternoons because yeah. I can beat all of the uh, Monday night the, right talk shows and 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 blabathons and fucking shit. I can beat them all to the punch on what happened over the weekend. So I like yeah. right. that way when I come back and say, "Well, it's nice to know they're listening to my show." I basically can you know say that whether or not I think they were. Right. Although, I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. Did you see Bill Maher steal my material about the fat people? I've been saying that for years. I've no. buried six. You didn't see the, the fat shaming thing that Bill Maher did? Oh, oh, was that on this past show? I don't know if it was on this past show. Somebody sent it to me. Really? But I've, I've been saying that for years. I've, uh, you know, I lost no, a brother and, and many good friends. Like show. His closing uh, monologue was great. It's, it's, I'll have to it was, it's borrow right. it from the internet. It's, it's really... It is perfect, perfect. It's all about how everybody wants you to rate something, take a survey on something. Mm-hmm. Where you know, can you tell us what you thought of your experience? Just that yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. Still pay money for that. I hate that shit. And he he nailed it. You know, credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know he steals from us, and that's okay. I'm right. I'm actually proud of that. I don't need any money. I mean, some some yeah, swag some, would be some nice. money would be nice. We'd like some swag. I love you know the, the Bill Maher shirt, the Bill Maher. Bowling no, shirt. I don't want to wear his name. You know? Send me money. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy not with the swag, the coffee mug, the mouth nah, pad. Nah, I, no? got, I got mugs. No, no. Send me money. Huh? Well, we're going to come back in two weeks and try and do the exact same thing again. Just a little bit better. I like getting out of here with the Supreme Evil mashup, though. You know what I'm saying? You, you'll enjoy it. Oh, yeah, baby. As always, for myself and Gramps Master Flash, it was George George Rodriguez, my partner See. in crime. And the expediter of my dreams to this very day. Oh, oh yeah, baby. As always, it is aloha and peace. Good night, Mom. You made a fool of me
Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com.